From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss. I think the greatest danger we all face is not that we aim too high and miss, but that we aim too low and still miss. Today on episode 68 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with James Burgess. James was very successful in his corporate career in a large bank. He took his passion for small business and built a successful international management consulting company. His path was neither linear nor quick. In this episode, James shares the important lessons he learned along the way. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you'd like to share your story on going solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome James Burgess. James is the author of the international best-selling book, Chaos, How Business Leaders Can Master the Power of Focus and No Problem is the Problem, How to Attract and Retain Raving Fans. He's a professional speaker and founder of Focus 31, an international management consulting company that are global experts in business planning for businesses from startup to millions of dollars in revenue. James enjoyed 22 successful years with the Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce, and then he founded his own business, Focus 31, in 2006. James, welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Thank you very much, David. It's a pleasure to be here, my friend. So, James, what caused you to go from the corporate world into your own business? (laughs) Uh, The company got tired of me. I was absolutely dedicated to small business in my retail banking career uh, for the last 10 to 12 years of it. I was a highly recognized, uh, award-winning district leader of small business. I had three quarters of a billion dollars funds under management, 30 direct reports managing to over 15,000 small business clients uh, at any given point in time. But in my career, I was kind of a lone wolf. I was doing things my way and I was hitting a glass ceiling because I was being too entrepreneurial uh, for the bank. And when the bank reorganized, uh, small business was pushed not just to the back of the stove because they didn't understand what we were doing because it was won by wealth management, but um, uh, it was actually pushed off the stove, quite frankly. And they asked me to go step back or step to the side and do a role I'd already done. And I chose not to do it. It didn't fit my career path. And so we had a uh, a parting of the ways, which is not atypical of uh, many people who find themselves leaving a job uh, to pursue entrepreneurial endeavors. No, it is not unusual at all. It's actually a lot more common than most people think. Indeed. And when you decided to part ways with the bank, did you have an initial plan? Yes, to go join another bank. (laughs) And unfortunately, all of the other banks had also gone through reorganizations at about the same time. And, you know, they were all happy, you know, wish they could have me, but they were kind of pigeonholing me into a branch manager job, which I had done for years and had no interest again. I was dedicated to small business and it just wasn't well, def- the, the, the offer wasn't well defined at these other banks. And so uh, I just got tired of looking and uh, actually saw effectively what amounted to, it was a job posting. But it wasn't. It was an introduction to an international organization, the Institute for Independent Business out of Watford, England. It was an international association of over 15,000 management consultants. It caught my attention. And that was the turning point where I, and that was about uh, 
November 2005. Uh, no, sorry, it would have been early January 2005. And I went to Persephone, New Jersey for a week-long training with them. And they taught me a business model for successful independent consulting practices. Mm. And how long had it been since you left the bank? Three months. Okay. So you became an, basically an independent management consultant at that point? I did. As a generalist, the, the model that the IIB taught us was uh, go into a business, position yourself as sort of their virtual CEO so that the president understands that you don't report to him or her, but rather you're at least equals, if not senior to them, so that you don't get yourself into the, the pickle of taking direction but rather being a confidant and added resource uh, to the business and then draw the specialists in that for the, to, to assist the company from the uh, worldwide network of IIB associates. Uh, so we were all generalists with, with our own specialties that could be used by other associates. And I actually had no uh, specialty. I was a generalist by all intents and purposes. I knew people management. I knew performance management. I knew sales management and uh, operations management. I, I, I believed I knew everything. So I went out as a generalist and I failed miserably. Why? Because I discover business owners when they meet with a consultant, absolutely they have a pain. If, if they are prepared to open up and admit they have a pain, the pain is specific. And so they want a specific fix from the specialist in the specific area of, of need. And, um, that my messaging as a, as a generalist just wasn't landing whatsoever. So what did you do? I built it. Well, you know, this is the amazing part, David, is that, you know, I can say this very clearly with 15 years of hindsight. Uh, in the moment, I was, you know, be damned if I'm not going to just keep doing what I'm doing, which, of course, is the definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. The outcomes never changed. The trigger to the change came about five years. Uh, it was a full five years of just, I mean, I mean, I was happy, I was having fun, but I wasn't making any money. And uh, the shift came when I uh, met my, my mentor slash publisher and we, we changed the company. My company name is technically Synergenics Management Consulting, Inc., which I spent weeks and weeks debating on or, or, or researching. And it was synergy, uh, the sin for, for synergy of working together with the business owner, gen for the genesis of new ideas, X for passion and enthusiasm. So Synergenics Management Consulting was the name of the company. And that was a mistake in and of itself because when I was on stage talking about our specialty, ultimately what became our specialty, none of the... Uh, uh, Masters of Ceremony could pronounce the company name. And that's just never good for branding. No. Uh, <laughs> so my publisher said, stop this nonsense. Synergenics means nothing. You are about business focus. You're about accountability. From now on, you're going to operate as Focus 31. And wow, what a difference that made. The simplicity in the name that explains what we do. We, we get business owners focused on achieving uh, their success effectively 31 days of the month, even in February where there's only 28 or 29. It's still, we're still focused 31. You're very clever, very clever. And then what happened with your business after that? Well, then I wrote, a, wrote the book. And as I was writing the book, uh, our specialty 
uh, came clearly to mind, and it became uh, business planning as the start of all of our engagements. We are we are a generalist management consulting company. I've got almost twelve thousand connections on LinkedIn. The IIB is gone. Uh, there are twelve thousand. I have twelve thousand connections on LinkedIn, so I can find resources for my clients anywhere for anything that they need. Our core capability. Uh, became business planning. It's a formula for business planning that is easy. It's fast. Because it's easy and fast, it becomes practical for every business owner to engage in. And and the reason for not engaging in business planning, I show them why that's wrong thinking now. It's not about a 50 word page. It's not about paying somebody $25,000 to write the business plan. It's an easy inexpensive system. They get them radically focused on where they want to get to and then equally radically accountable for actually doing the work needed to achieve their success. And uh, it's phenomenal. In fact, well, I'll share the the next part later on. Uh, We're still talking early days. And that was coming up with a specialty then gave us a, a way to go out to the market in a unique fashion. And then we, you know, the, for the business owner, it gives them, gives them what they need. The journey, as, as, as a business plan is often referred to, is defining the journey, the destination and the journey of how to get there. And, but, and for Focus 31, it became a means for us to source the pain. Because if the business owner is working with us and being open and honest about where they want to get to and the action plans, strategies needed to get there, they'll also invariably share why they haven't yet. Uh, done what they need to do, and uh, we're there to help them fill fill their gaps uh, of of skills or resources. So, James, how long did it take from your first day of unemployment until you felt like your business had finally achieved not just sustainability, but that it was becoming vibrant and and really doing what you wanted? You know, so you felt good about it, and it was also making enough money. Seven years, probably, which is way too long, and it no longer takes my clients who are startups that long. And then we hit another plateau about five years ago where I realized that marketing was the first issue most business owners were uncomfortable with, as I had been. So I created a marketing department. My operations manager is in the Philippines, and we now have webmasters and designers and videographers that provide offshore pricing with the North American capability and the intention to deliver quality work on time. And, and that's, that's been huge for us to, to be able to add in that extra uh, revenue stream. Uh, to It's far easier to, to upsell an existing client than it is to acquire a new client. So the idea was to find uh, other revenue streams for our clients and the marketing has landed brilliantly and they, they love the work that we do. And we just continually look for the next and the next. So this is one of the, my daughter's girlfriends used to walk into the door, the front door, and they'd see me and they say, so James, what's next? Because that's, that's, that's my philosophy is always be looking forward for the next opportunity, the next way to build out your business. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. So James, with your own experience, looking back over what you did and what you didn't do, for folks that are trying to do what you did, coming out of corporate, people like yourself who are high achievers, who are earning a good living, and they do want to start their own independent business using their expertise, how do you shortcut this whole process? And how do you get 
especially the, the beginning is really hard, you know, especially if you aren't clear on what your niche is going to be. How do you shortcut this process? How do you how do you get it up and running as quickly as possible and cut down on this um, on the, the period when you feel like you're just grasping for um, for anything? Yeah, for anything that will lead to success. Yeah. And, and typically, oftentimes in the grasping, we actually find ourselves going completely off track just to, just to chase the revenue, uh, doing things that aren't really, that we're not really passionate about. Exactly. At the end of the day, you can only shortcut so much. There is, you know, starting a business is, for corporate folks, uh, a completely different animal. And that more so because you achieved, you know, if you're an executive vice president, a senior vice president, director, general manager level, you had success getting, you, you You got to those positions because of your success, your ability to differentiate yourself from the others that were competing for the same jobs. And it's like going from grade 12 to university. Now you're effectively a nobody and your skills don't mean anything to anybody because they don't know you in this new place that you're in as a business owner. And so there are growing pains you have to go through. My recommendation is get through them quickly. I think the first thing to do is to understand in detail what are your core capabilities at delivering whatever it is you're going to deliver and then acknowledge that that's not everything you'll need and source early, resource early the people or, or systems that can fill in the gaps where you don't have the individual skills. That, I think, is one of the most important things to, to recognize is that, uh, one, you can't be a lone wolf and be successful. Uh, two, you have a core capability or core capabilities, a few of them. You need more of those. You know, there's the old adage, you know, when you run a business, you're wearing 10 different hats at the same time. Well, know which three you should be wearing and can wear successfully and know which ones you shouldn't be wearing because you have no idea what you're doing and look for the resources and or people to fill, to fill it in for you. Mm. Can you talk a little bit about, like, you've described what you offer as business planning and that it's a very simple tool. Can you describe a little bit more about it? Sure. The program is called the Focus Accountability System Protocol. The focus and the accountability come from obvious relationship to the program, which we get the business owner focused and we hold them accountable. It's a system because there are steps, step by step by step by step that the business owner and Focus 31 will follow in order to enable the business owner to get to their success. And it's a protocol because it works only when both parties do what they need to do to fulfill the system. Focus 31 will always do our part. We actually guarantee, we financially guarantee 100% the client's investment in our business planning that we will do our job. And if they don't, if for some reason a business owner decides we didn't do our job, we give them the full investment back 100%. The good news for Focus 31 is in 10 years, nobody, we've only had it for 10 years, so that's why I say 10 years. Right. Uh, right. Nobody's ever asked for their money back. Where it falls down is in the business owner uh, abiding by the rules of their role in the protocol. And those that stay with us, I've got clients that have been with us for over 10 years, and those that stay are incredibly successful. One of our, one of the, our rising stars is a naturopathic doctor uh, here in Canada. I, uh, we met her three years ago. She was doing about $145,000 in revenue. 
she will cross $500,000 in revenue on her way to earning a million dollars before she's 40. So half a million dollars by the end of this year, even with COVID. Even with COVID, she is increasing her revenues uh, because we are in synergy with each other. It's phenomenal. And when that happens, when the protocol becomes a living, breathing responsibility between our organization, the business owner's organization, and themselves, it's incredibly powerful. And it's a business plan that's on a system, uh, on a platform. It's easy to understand. It's easy to fulfill. You get the business owner gets time with us. Uh, they don't do it all on their own. Uh, at the same time, we don't do it for them because that doesn't serve their purpose. They need to have skin in the game, both in terms of money and time, because the plan has to reflect what they want to do, how they want to do it, with some input from us to recognize that the how they want to do it may not be entirely adequate in order to get the results that they're, that they're looking for. And then every week over week over week, we hold them accountable to do the work necessary. A three-year vision is achieved by doing 156 weeks of a little bit of work on the business every single week. You know, there's that old adage, you can't work in your business all the time. You got to work on your business some of the time. Uh, it's actually wrong. You, you can't work in your business all the time. You have to work on your business some of the time, all of the time. And our program creates that environment where they are working on their business every single week. James, who's your ideal client? It's a great question, David. Our sweet spot are business owners from a million dollars in revenue to two and a half, three million dollars in revenue, no specific industry, uh, who are hitting their own glass ceiling as I was hitting at, at CIBC because they, they just haven't found new monies or, or new ways to approach their business. And having said that, uh, we also work with startups. So I, I have a, an affiliation with Canada's master trainer in NLP, timeline therapy, and hypnotherapy. And she refers all of her top graduates to us to enable them to start their uh, performance coaching businesses. So we work with startups. We've worked with a publishing company that was generating $25 million in revenue. So there's no, you know, our, our system is it is so brilliant that it fits really anywhere. However, I like working with small businesses that have got it going because the, the story is just phenomenal. I love the stories business owners share with me. I'm passionate about how they got to where they are and where they want to get to and opening the door on their success uh, towards, towards uh, living the dream that they, they set, set forth to achieve. You're, you're right. It, it is usually about somebody's personal dream. Absolutely. And speaking of that, what's your personal dream? Where do you want your business to go? Yeah. And I mean, I can, I can say that in revenue, but that won't mean anything. My personal dream really, and, and this is LinkedIn is my virtual chamber of commerce. And long before COVID-19 hit and, and the chambers ran into issues of being able to gather people around, uh, LinkedIn was my personal chamber of commerce. And, and periodically somebody says, hey, you're just spamming me. And I say, no, quite frankly, I'm, I'm being very honest. I care about who you are and how you became what you became with respect to your business. The vision I have or, or, or the, um, the legacy I want to leave behind is that thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands more business owners have been made more successful because of their interaction with Focus 31, either through our free content, our paid content, or simply a consultation. And, and I've created an image of that. And it's my daughter, Jamie, who's now 17. When I created the, the legacy, she was only uh, four or five, I think. 
and uh, she's walking uh, near the Champs Elysees in France. And a woman, and I gave the woman a name. Her name is Maria. Walks up to her and says, "I've seen your face. You're the daughter of James Burgess, aren't you?" And Jamie, of course, responds, "Yes." And uh, Marie says uh, to her, "It's just wonderful to meet you. Please, when you see your father, let him know that while I didn't engage with him, I did use, you know, read his book, and I used the free Focus Yourself program, and I've got my business plan, and I renew it every 90 days, just like he says." And it's enabled me to live uh, the business dream I live for. Uh, so I've created a whole story around what success means for Focus 31 and for me. And we're making every effort to, to live to it every single day. James, that's beautiful. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed today or access any of these resources or get in touch with you, where would they go? Our website is focus31.com. Uh, really easy to find. And the 31 is the number 31. So focus31.com. You're welcome to email me at james at focus31.com. Also equally easy to remember. All of your listeners are welcome to a free copy of my book. They can get that at uh, chaosthepowerofocus.com. Again, chaosthepowerofocus.com. And if they want to talk, just send me an email that says, James, heard you on uh, Going Solo. Just want to chat. Just put that in the subject line and I'll get back to you within a matter of a couple of hours because this is that's the power of what drives me every single day is just the chance to talk. That's a great offer. James, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and going solo. Share your experiences, um, your insights, a lot of what you've learned. My guest today has been the founder and managing director of Focus 31, James Burgess. Thank you again, James, for joining us. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. And I enjoyed every minute of it. When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how to grow your revenue by finding a niche where you can deliver your solution in a simple and repeatable process. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them learn how to build a successful business after a late career job loss. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.